0: No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap. Big facts. No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap. Big facts. No cap. Big fax No cap. No cap. Big no. cap. No, cap. Big no cap. No cap.
1: Do you want to uh, start off with? my everything everywhere all at once opinion sure did not care for the new contrapoints video i thought it was a, not only stylistically stylistically i'm fine with it being like a couple steps back to what her videos used to be like content wise and depth wise i thought it was pretty
0: underwhelming so mm. um don't you feel like you're kicking somebody while they're down considering the videos about how she's been dealing with drug addiction.
1: Do I feel like I'm kicking her while she's down? No, I think she's going to be fine. I think when she hears this, she'll be like, you know what? I'm still okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, uh, my point made no sense, but I, I was just making it. Of course, you can <laughs> critique something that's about drug addiction. What a ridiculous thing to imply.
1: And mm. yet you did it anyways. Uh,
0: there's definitely dumber people I could have said that to, and they would have backed off their opinion a little bit, and that's what I like about saying shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about
1: did you have any strong feelings about it
0: i thought it was interesting it wasn't a video essay at all it was a lot more narrative i i think it's interesting you said it was a step back because i thought it was a whole new direction it wasn't like anything she'd done previously
1: oh it like exactly one-to-one mirrors the tiffany tumbles episode or episode <laughs> a video from like three years ago or whatever where it's socratic dialogue and then a single
0: character kind of descent into Uh, a manic uh state or uh a depressive state oh interesting i yeah i guess i'd need to go back and watch that i remember they had like the interview thing but i thought even in those she would end up having something where she kind of started doing an explanation later on like a monologue uh out out of character explaining her argument between the skits Mm -hmm. i thought this was the first time she'd done something completely uh devoid of uh like her authorial voice yeah
1: no not really and then i just it's one of the few ones where it just feels like i didn't learn anything and i didn't really take anything away from it but maybe i'm being too harsh on it maybe i'll I'll watch it again later and uh feel differently about it
0: no you're right about that it is like the the point she's making about addiction is not exactly like profound or different than yeah the, the common take on people turning to addiction because of like lives of despair so it wasn't educational, and it definitely wasn't, like, bred to content that was meant to, like, teach you. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Films that tackle issues of addiction aren't usually trying to teach you something. They're trying to, uh what is it, Pesos, Asos, whatever. Like, they're trying to make you feel something mm-hmm. by making you relate to the character by showing you what they're going through in some sort of artistic way. Yeah. And All I'm
1: saying is it's no, we- it's no requiem for a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's what she was clearly trying to do. To me, it felt more like a film or like a, a short art film than, mm. than a video essay. I, I want her to go back to video essays. I think that's what I enjoy from her mm-hmm. personally. But I, I don't think that there was anything like fundamentally flawed. It was a, an interesting short little film. All
1: right. Anything interesting to talk about?
0: Mm, I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for the first time ever today. Is that the first one or is that the reboot? Uh, the the original. Oh, how was it? Oh, it was good. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be corny because it felt like something that gets overhyped by old people and then ends up not being that good. But it was actually pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Um, And that's where all the uh, uh, Reddit admins get the whole be excellent to each other thing. Is that from mm-hmm. that movie? Yeah. I kind of assumed, yeah.
0: Anytime people take those simple things and make them too profound, I'm like, I I don't know. Like, are you actually taking that much from that? or are Mm. be excellent to each other just rang like that in my head. It's definitely people who aren't actually that much kinder or better than normal people pretending it's oddly profound. Like, what if we were all just nice to each other, man? Mm. Have you ever thought about, like, what if God was one of us? What if God was one of us? We've already done this bit on the podcast. Just a schlub... What?
1: We've already done this bit on the podcast.
0: Just a schlub masturbating on the bus.
1: Just a convicted felon from something I did when I was younger. (laughs) I was just a kid. Adrian, can you imagine a world without religion? It isn't hard if you try. Is that the next? I don't know. Well, I didn't watch the video from quarantine where they all sang that.
0: <laughs> Which is the only way to know those child Lennon lyrics is <laughs> to hear Mark Ruffalo repeat him at your face out of his mansion. I was thinking Gal Gadot was the first person I thought of from that video. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gwyneth Paltrow must have been in there. Not because I remember her being in there, but based on her vibe. No, just the jade egg that she keeps in her puss. That was featured. <laughs> <laughs> they, wait, they did a cutaway gag, like Family Guy style, to like an animated jade egg singing a lie. <laughs> I should have really watched it to that video it Had production value I did not know about. Oh my god, I think Aaron Paul was
1: part of that too. Oh really, that's so sad. How rich do you think you need to be, and how much time do you think we need to pass before you became out of touch like that? Because I want to say that it seems damn near impossible. <laughs> I can't imagine ever being that unself-aware and out of touch, but who knows?
0: Maybe money will do that to a motherfucker. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even think you have to be richer or more out of touch. I think that's just inside most people. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people we know like You think if have a lot Apple- of people who had
1: been asked to do that, just if they had been notable enough to have been asked, they would have said yes? Yeah, 100%. Yeah,
0: that yeah, makes sense. Think of the people we know in our lives. You can't imagine. I, I imagine a lot of people I know being thrilled. they would be like, oh, my God, that's such a cute idea. Mm. For somebody like Aaron Paul, it is genuinely confusing because he seems so normal on interviews. And then to think that somebody called him up and was like, Will you think one line of Imagine by John Lennon into your camera for our COVID feel good video? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, no, people react well to that. No yeah, way you know, this could backfire, back John Krasinski. <laughs> Talking about celebrities, can we not like punish celebrities for endorsing NFTs at any point? Do, do what? What sort of like society or revolution do I need to happen so that I can arrest? Honey, we can't even punish George Bush <laughs> if we can get to celebrities cutting NFTs. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I want to see Jimmy Fallon in front of a tribunal answering for his crimes hmm is that, is that not possible god he had a soccer player on his
1: show recently and it got posted to the like cringe soccer subreddit because of how he was talking to the player he's like you're my guy on fifa like i play with you and it was like you play as a team what are you talking about to be found are you saying <laughs> to the guy i played just as you that's not how the game works he's like you're my guy on fifa man i do like, <laughs>
0: there has to be a there isn't a mode on fifa where you play what just you one play person. as
1: a single person no that's not a type of way to play fifa I'm gonna take this into a quick different direction because I brought up Harry Kane, but he's one of those English football players that makes me laugh so much. Where like there are people who move to the Premier League and like they're learning English as like their fifth language, and within a year they're speaking better English than Harry Kane, even though that's his <laughs> only language. <laughs> like he talks like he has peanut butter in his mouth at all times, he's just like, um, Yeah, we just we, wanna we, 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 we'll make the Queen proud. <laughs> like, people used to make fun of Wayne Rooney for that too, where it was like he has soccer player like on his team, or, like he has teammates that like speak better English than him and their seventh
0: language. No cap. Cut all of that. I don't want to go to jail for threatening Eric Andre's life. (laughs) Wouldn't you have to press charges, or is it just if you do it? I think you'd have to press charges, which would be really funny. I think that'd be great advertisement for the pod. That'd be pretty cool. You start doing it from jail. (laughs) (laughs) With a cell phone I snuck in in my asshole.
1: (laughs) All right, anything else? Anything else happened to you before you got sick? You guys sad about missing the zoo?
0: Yeah, I am pretty sad about missing the zoo. I would have loved to do a little media roundup about the koalas, about the giraffes, Mm. about Mm. the meerkats. Yeah, meerkats are the best. About the kangaroos, about the giant turtles, about the- you know all the different types of animals, I don't have to go over them. The wallabies. I don't think they had kangaroos. I think they just had wallabies. What's that area? Like, there was uh, there was definitely something you could, like, walk through towards the end. the wallaby walkabout. Is that what it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do wallabies look like kangaroos? Yeah, they're pretty... They might, I don't know if they're closely related phylogenetically, but they kind of look like small kangaroos. Oh, okay. That's why I thought they had kangaroos, but yeah. yeah. You think I was reading the signs when I was at Riverbank Zoo? I assumed so. What do you mean? <laughs> Homeboy. I was learning with my eyes by observing the animals. Mm. Not with <laughs> my eyes by reading the sign that explains what animal I'm looking at.
1: <laughs> about where it's from, what its behavior is like, what its diet's like. You're like, no, nah, I can watch it and
0: figure this out. Yeah, that's what science is about, Adrian. You take observations, you make hypotheses, and then you test. I think I did that out of order. I don't know what's going on, man.
1: No, observations first.
0: Okay, and then you make a hypothesis, then you test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then publish? Publish or perish, baby. <laughs> Adrian, when you heard that, did you go, I'll, I'll perish?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I was like, wait, I have another option besides publishing?
0: <laughs> how about you, buddy? How was your week?
1: Um, It was chill. Um, I spent a lot of time researching, learning how to replace your own brakes in your car. So I learned a lot about the different types of brakes that cars can have and how you go
0: about changing them so we're we're doing foreshadowing on this show now for next week when you die in a car crash because you couldn't break you know there's this really good song by
1: uh the wonder years called uh patsy klein sang a song for me or something like that and uh it, i really resonate with it because it's about how his check engine light is on and how <laughs> he's assumes it's gonna be the death of him and i'm like yeah i kind of feel that like my car is a death trap every time i get into it i'm like yeah i'm gonna die in this car it's either <laughs> like we're either going out together or we're staying in together So yeah, who knows? I mean, I do have my, uh, my proxy dad in, uh, California doing it with me. I just have to pay him in a few cold beers. So I'll have someone who actually sort of knows what they're doing, helping me out with it, but it was a lot cheaper than getting professionals to do it. So that is my option. It
0: doesn't seem that hard. Seems like, honestly, like a good life skill. I have no DIY abilities.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's life skills. I feel like that leans into, like, a boomer dad thing where you're like, no one knows how to change their own brakes anymore. People who have money would rather just pay someone else to do it who knows how
0: to do it and does it for a living and can do it faster and better than them. Fair enough. I don't have any builder skills, you know what I mean? Like, if I want something to exist in the three-dimensional world, there's very little I can do about it other than just buy something.
1: Is this like you going into your, like, classic comedian bit about, like, if, yeah, if the apocalypse happens, I think I don't really have much to contribute. I think I'd just die.
0: <laughs> no, no, I would totally. I could be, like, a town crier. Just a natural crier? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd be
1: like, hear ye, hear Uh No, yeah, I guess I, I've learned some semi-car skills from being uh, unable to afford car mechanics. And I've learned uh, woodworking from being a beekeeper, which is kind of cool. Not great at it. Um, but now, stuff.
0: is this something I saw in a cartoon, or is this real? Where you could just get your bees to like create a cloud that would lift you up and take you wherever you needed to go? That is the conclusion to Bee Movie. Oh, okay. So not a real thing.
1: Mm, if you do play the cover version of "Here Comes the Sun," bees will start coming to your car and helping <laughs> it land safely <laughs> after you go airborne. Here comes the sun. Do 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 the more you know, man. This podcast is all about science. All about science. That's really what we're all about. Facts and logic, baby. Oh, other things that, uh, less, uh, annoying. Um, Champions League final on Saturday. That was, uh, a real humdinger. Kind of a weird thing that, it started 36 minutes late, because they were doing so poorly at getting people into the stadium. So people were, like, jumping the fence and shit like that, and people were getting tear-gassed. It was weird, but, um, the actual game was uh, still pretty good. Uh, shout out to my cousin in Guatemala. I have been texting him during each of the games on WhatsApp, telling him about how his team is going to lose. And in every single step, they proved me wrong. So real miracle campaign for Real, for, uh, real Madrid uh, to win their 14th uh, Champions League title. And then right after that, I scooted on over to the uh, spring picnic for my grad group, which was uh, pretty fun.
0: Cool. What so, did you bring? Is it catered or does everybody bring a dish? Is it like a potluck?
1: It's not like a strict potluck, and so I did not bring anything. <laughs> Yikes, a rude-o. I came an hour and a half late. I missed most of it anyways. I had a hot dog or two while I was there. Nothing too crazy. And like three beers. But <laughs> <laughs> no cap. I forgot to mention that uh, one of my highlights of my day yesterday was someone calling me a cool guy.
0: Nah, who, who did that?
1: It was a guy at a gas station. And I don't think he was wrong. In like a sarcastic way? like th- This is th- this is the same thing where I sent you the thing about me being a reviewer for that book about the female orgasm. Where you're like, are they roasting you? And I was like, why do you think an editorial board would
0: send you a book request review as a joke? As like a roast. Okay, well I guess we need to explain this to the audience. Can you read the full title of the book out? Yeah. So this is one of those
1: things where once you like publish your first paper and like people have your academic email out there associated with certain publications, they'll get like, you know, soliciting things from a bunch of different things. Uh specifically because I work on hygienic behavior and social immunity, I'll get things where it's like review this book about drinking water pollution in Africa and how it affects certain health outcomes and it's like clearly you didn't read my paper and you have no idea what my actual expertise is. You're just, you know, it's just spam. I did get a request to review a book uh, titled female arousal and orgasm anatomy physiology and behavior and i was specifically asked because of my expertise in the field and i i think that's a uh, evident
0: your expertise in female orgasm and you're yeah. telling me that doesn't sound like they're roasting you <laughs> why it why sounds I like a sarcastic editorial request like oh yeah i bet you Who know What do a you lot think of- is
1: putting together a formal email to roast you <laughs> <Like that. laughs> i bet you know a
0: lot about making a woman come but dr perez
1: <laughs> they do refer to you as doctor whenever they send it to you i like that
0: yeah but like in a sarcastic way like in air quotes doctor okay cool you want to get into the theme for this episode yeah what's the theme hit me happy endings all right and why is this the theme paul So last episode we did, I referenced Hobson's song about having sex with an Asian prostitute, and then after that episode, for our international audience, can you explain who Hobson is in more detail? Hobson is a rapper. He's forty years old. People are of two minds of him. There is a small minority of like cult followers who seem to really like his raps. He's kind of like in the Eminem lane of lyrical miracle. a lot of rhymes fast flows although topic wise he does inherit some of eminem's edginess violence towards women and that sort of edginess but he also kind of brings in like a reddit style edginess with like acism and liking skateboarding and anti-drugs
1: anti-drugs he tries to speak to the youth a lot famously in the song fly it's a. Uh... What is it? It's like him in a high school classroom as a forty-year-old man. Yeah, and then he gets up to give his talk to the class, and it's like you guys don't know what you do when you're doing drugs. And like at that point, like at one point when he's being inspirational, one of the kids like crushes their cigarette. They're like, no more. <laughs> and I think that's the song where famously he has the lyric. Do you think the guy who invented college went to college?
0: <laughs> I'm fourteen and this is deep. If it was a forty-year-old man, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way to say it. And I'm comparing him a lot to Eminem. I do want to make it clear he is black. That is one of the main differences, even though Eminem is a big inspiration of his very clearly.
1: Also, really quick, Phil seemed a bit upset with me for saying the quote, Phil really likes him. Like he's he said that quote back to me in a text. And I was like, like, why do people do that? Where they try and like deny like cringy stuff like that. It's like you, you the person who you sent me the most music from in undergrad of like, oh, you should listen to this was Hobson. And during one of your episodes, your media roundup was a Hobson song. Like why are you acting like that? That's not a thing. Like just 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 accept like embrace the cringe. Alright, well that
0: sounds even meaner, so let's cut that. I'm just hey, no. If you don't stand by your cringe, I'm gonna come for you. Okay, okay. I think Hobson I mentioned this the last episode. I don't really take issue like I don't particularly like modern rappers doing the Eminem flow or stuff, but I don't actually really particularly take issue with his skill as a rapper or anything like that. Like, he yeah. is... It's not like he's offbeat or, like, cringely bad at rapping or anything like that. It's really the subject matter that he tackles. Yeah, he's a
1: capable rapper. Yeah, he's and, capable. you know, other, other good things. Uh, very independent, I think. He makes all of his own beats. I think he's on his own label. He owns his own label with other people mm-hmm. under him. Uh, funk Volume with, like, Jared Benton and uh, Dizzy Wright and those kind of people.
0: Yeah, his tiny... Like, his... Cult followers who absolutely like, love him, the points they make about like, oh, this is what's inspirational about him or like, what's cool about him, like, it's, it's not like those are wrong points for, those are like, good points, like they, those are things that like, people should aspire to, like being independent or having your own label. Mm hmm. It seems like he treats the people on his label well. Actually, no. Wasn't there beef with somebody on his label? Like, uh, never the guy mind. who handled their money. Yeah, so maybe they don't treat p- each other well on the label. But no, well, I mean the whole issue is that the guy was embezzling money. With, uh, like, okay, got gotcha. you. So it does value. seem like he he at least the vibe is that he treats people well and like shares the money equally and is like treats the other mm-hmm. rappers well on the label and the beat makers. I haven't looked into it too much, but that's generally the aesthetic around him if that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Um, So Paul mentioned his song about sleeping with an Asian prostitute. Yeah. And then after the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, what is that song called? I haven't listened to it in a while. And it's called Happy Endings. And it's about him going to a massage parlor to sleep with a prostitute. And Well, she's a masseuse slash, slash prostitute. I knew it was cringy and bad when I first listened to it years ago like 2017 when it came out and everybody was roasting it somehow in five years 2020 it's only even gotten worse like it's incomprehensible to me how somebody could have made that he does an asian accent for the hook by the way one of the worst hooks i've ever heard I, I should have the lyrics pulled up for while I talk about this, but like, isn't part yeah, of it... Whoa, like, whoa, that's, we you got a third segment about that. I don't know if we need to go into it too hard. Okay, I yet. won't get into the lyrics now, but it is a painful song, my man. And so we're going to be reviewing the song as our third segment, uh, doing some stuff on Genius.com. But that's what inspired this episode. Happy endings. Yeah, Paul's very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about happy endings. I love it when a movie leaves you with a little bit of hope. That's why Paul only watched sports movies. <laughs> yeah. And fuck that bullshit where they don't win, but they still like coming together as a team and learning and growing. Mm-hmm. No, I want them to win at the end of the sports movie. I was
1: trying to think of a famous one where they lose, because I know what you're talking about. It happens almost as often as ones where they win. But I can't think of one off the top of my head. Airbud.
0: not At the end of Airbud, he kicks fucking ass,
1: man. Interestingly enough, I think my two... Biggest in my mind when I think sports movies growing up, because there's not a lot of soccer ones. Uh, Coach Carter and Glory Road, two basketball movies, I think, are the ones that actually resonate most in my mind when I think of sports movies. Mm. And I think in both of those, they win the last game. And I think in both of those, they do the classic sports ending where it's like they just go by every person and say what happened to them next. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think we should do in our last episode, is we should have like a predictive like... (laughs) Just a little subtitle thing that says Paul went on to serve forty years in prison for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so happy endings. Other ways to interpret happy endings. Um, it was a TV show. Yeah. Uh, which uh, with Coach Adam from and New Adam film. Pally, who was on the newest episode of Comedy Bang Bang, which I really enjoyed. You should check it out. It's him, Ben Schwartz, and uh, Gil O'Ziri. O'Ziri. Uh. Gil is fucking hilarious, dude. I don't think I've ever heard him on the show before. If I have, it didn't stick out as much. But uh, Ben and Adam. Because Adam's kind of an interesting person. I didn't realize that Adam Pally was like actually doing improv and skits and stuff. He always struck me as someone who was like a Paul Rudd. Like, not mm. a comedic performer, but a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Schwartz, I know, does improv and does really well. And then having both of them talk about how Gil is not only the funniest out of their group easily, but also the funniest person they know. Like, it's very evident by the end of the episode. Like, his whole stretch of him doing a character is absolute gold the entire episode it's so funny all right i don't think we have much else to say about happy endings let's get into the article oh did you want to get into the actual like definition of it the dirty one you know oh yeah how often do you
0: go to asian massage parlors to uh buy sex
1: oh i was about to say if you had stopped at asian massage parlor that's once if you had been there if it was to 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 buy for sex uh zero times
0: yeah same Hmm. Do you have any opinions on Asian massage parlors that are run a little bit below the ethical belt, if you will? You know, I knew the stereotype. I didn't know
1: how real it was, but this Hobson song has me thinking that it's more prevalent than I realized.
0: Yeah, it is is used a lot as punchlines, like in one of our favorite movies, Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2? Yeah. Except that one is funny because they're in Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) and they still go to an asian massage parlor
1: well over there they just call it a massage parlor um okay yeah no need to really dive into it let's just people get it It, it, i mean i think the phrase rub and tug is funny i don't know if i've ever heard that before but i like it (laughs) Paul, have you ever you ever given a massage
0: yeah Mm. have you ever misspelled the word massage as message and had a kind of funny outcome so I was uh, telling my friend about how back in the medieval ages, when one army would, would want to talk to another one, they would use messenger Pigeon. Lo and behold, spelled it Massager Pigeon. Mm. And they thought that was a real thing for years. It was, it was a hilarious mix-up. They kept going into the streets in New York City, putting
1: <laughs> rice on their back, hoping that the pigeons <laughs> would just really get that knot out. There was also this time where I was uh, telling a friend, uh, he lived in Spain, and I lived in the north of Africa. And I was like, oh, I'll send you a... uh Message in a bottle, but I autocorrected. So uh, I said, I'll send you a massage in a bottle.
0: And uh, mm. when the guy opened it, he was very disappointed. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, which article would you like to do first, my friend? You can go first. All right, sounds good. For mine, hopefully we're not going to read the whole answer because it is a doozy. Some people really like to hear themselves talk, you know, with a yappity yap. Oh, yeah, And this is written by a tomato? Tomatoes can't talk. What is this, VeggieTales? So I've brought this person in before, famously for our polyamory episode. Oh, I didn't even recognize them. Yeah, this is Tea Time with Tomato again. For those of our longtime listeners who know the show, you may know Tea Time with Tomato. They take Reddit questions and then answer it themselves. But while withholding the ability to get to edit the Redditor's question to whatever they want it to be. So I'm going to go ahead and read this question. uh, Dear Tomato, a year ago, I, 20M, made the decision to tell my parents I'm gay. A week ago, my dad made the decision to surprise me with a female sex worker, 25F, for my birthday. Does r slash relationships delete your question if you don't give the age of everybody involved? Or are people just personally very dedicated to including it so
1: my girlfriend uh, in a way that's really worrying has been eyeing the mailman 47f
0: (laughs) 47m (laughs) a little too closely for my eyes for my taste if that sounds weird to you you're normal if it doesn't welcome to my world
1: (laughs) i like how he's doing like a save by the bell like a third a fourth wall break (laughs) he just stopped time really quick (laughs) let me tell you how i got here
0: My old man gave me the whole nothing beats pussy speech. Okay, I'm sorry to keep pausing, but that's not a type of speech. That is not one of
1: the classic speeches. That is not one of the five
0: (laughs) classic speeches.
1: He He said it the bees, how to use the toilet, (laughs) nothing beats pussy.
0: Uh, Yeah, like how to fight a bully. (laughs) (laughs) My old man gave me the whole nothing beats pussy speech before leaving me alone in the house with a random stranger. I was so embarrassed and awkward, I didn't know how to react. The sex worker introduced herself as Zoe and encouraged me to relax. Without wasting time, I apologized and made it clear I'm not interested in girls. Zoe asked me a bunch of questions about my sexuality. Her attitude seemed really sincere, like she genuinely just wanted to learn about my life. The two of us ended up having a good time talking. However, talking turned into touching, and touching turned into my first sexual experience with another person whoa as soon as we were both naked zoe wrestled me onto my stomach and started humping my butt she humped me harder and harder without slowing down even though nothing was penetrating me the feeling of getting pounded from behind was enough to send me over the edge i came from that alone nothing touched my penis didn't even know that was possible. It wasn't over, though. Should I read this? It's getting really porny. You put, you chose the question. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I chose it based off the title. I didn't know how porny this was going to get. I, I, I don't oh, think man. we're running this type of podcast, AJ. I think
1: we need the full question. And also, if you could say it in a really nice voice for however many of our fans have a crush on you and really want to hear you <laughs> do some erotica.
0: Man, I don't want to read this. It's nasty.
1: Mm. If anyone jacks off to this, tell Paul so that we can tell his girlfriend that he's been that she's been cheated on because Paul's reading erotica
0: for our fans. Didn't even know that was possible. It wasn't over though. I wanted to be inside Zoe. I'll be honest, it felt amazing. It made me question everything I thought I knew about my sexual orientation. His dad was right. <laughs> it's been a week, and I still have no idea what to make of it. My dad is now convinced that I was never actually gay and that all I needed was the right woman to remind me I'm as straight as they come. Is my dad right? Can you be gay and still enjoy sex with girls? Even now, I don't feel any sexual attraction towards other girls. But when I think about Zoe, it makes me excited. Is she a unique case? I'm lost. Chris from Reddit.
1: Boy, oh boy, Paul.
0: What a nasty little boy you are bringing this question in. I know. I'm I'm embarrassed, man. I had to read that to the group of sickos who listen to this podcast. To the big old, fruits. you know how many buckles were unbuckled while I was reading that? Yeah, how many
1: unzips there were during <laughs> that one? I, I I think there's, I guess, I'll, you know, there's a difference between enjoying certain sensations and being attracted to certain people and certain genders, and uh, you know, sometimes in the dark things can feel good no matter what. And I don't, I think a lot of people take that as like. I need to question my whole sexual identity. I think a lot of that's like people who are hung up on labels too much, but I think maybe that's more of a me thing where it's like, yeah, I kind of just like what I like. And to me, it wouldn't be a big identity crisis if I enjoyed sex with a woman, but thought I was fully gay. But I don't know. Paul, what do you think?
0: It's odd to me that the dad was proved right in the question or not proved right, but like almost vindicated. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. What was the actual question that he asked? clearly uh, let's get the actual answer out of the way quick sexuality a spectrum you're on the probably the gayer side of things but clearly not 100 completely gay yeah 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 that's the obvious answer now i think the unasked question in all of this is how the fuck do i handle this insane shit that happened (laughs) that shouldn't have happened and what do I do with my life from here? Yeah, it's true. I think there's two things that
1: you need to do. There's one side of it is to make sure to explain to your dad that you still are romantically attracted to men at the very least, and that you're not gonna ch- that he's not gonna change that about you. The second thing is to start exploring your sexuality with other people consensually more, because clearly you need to figure some stuff out.
0: Yeah, it's also like. Once again, this sex worker seems like a real goddamn hitter. Like, his dad found the person who was gonna, like... Oh, he read the Google reviews. He was like, I need somebody who's, like, gonna manipulate filtered my... by four stars and up. <laughs> <So like laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she really played this guy. So, Zoe's good at her job, I guess. Point I, one.
1: Yeah. I've never heard of this um, being humped in the butt non-penetratively as just a sensation thing. But it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, well, she knew what he was gonna like from the questionnaire she gave him beforehand. Right, yeah. She gave him that BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, that is an odd thing to go for. Like, she was like, oh, I know this will get him off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing people do hey, typically. They've been there, done that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how is that her idea? Like, I'm just gonna hump his butt. Yeah, I don't know. And then it ha- it worked out. He enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It's like...
1: I- it kind of reminds me of, like, I don- this is probably not the right way to go with this in terms of examples, but it reminds me of people who were more explorative with sensations as children than I was, where Louis C.K. has multiple bits about, like, I used to, like, close the refrigerator door on my dick because I liked the feeling of it. Or I used to put, like, my book in between, or my dick in between two textbooks because I just liked the pressure of it whatever. It's, like, one of those things where people who explored particular sensations as a way of finding pleasure way more than I did, where I was, like, I just learned the basics of <laughs> uh, of how to how to do that. <laughs> Some people, you know, to them the sky's the limit during sex. Yeah. Uh, my answer is still make it clear to your dad that he needs to back off and stop being such a weirdo about your sexuality and then also you need to explore yourself and figure your stuff out
0: yeah you probably need to like you're 20 if, if it's possible move out of living with your dad also yeah. if your dad invites you into a room with a strange woman and leaves like and is like you have to have sex you can just leave like I.
1: but then what she, she has full access to your house while everyone's gone that's just a stranger in your
0: house <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I guess that's
1: on him. That's what I was thinking is like what she, he brought her home and then was just like, all right, you guys, I'm gonna leave you guys alone together. All right. I'm gonna
0: go watch a movie and I'll be back. <laughs> okay, so here's what he could have done. My advice is if this ever happens again in the future, you're like, you know what, I just have the like, I have a thing for kinky maids. It's all like I want you to put on a little French maid outfit. Like that's always been my thing. Like we're gonna have some great sex. Okay, so I'm gonna walk, walk in and catch maid you cleaning. Really
1: knows how to clean the bathroom. That yeah.
0: it, it's it's my fetish. I'm gonna walk in. I'm gonna catch you cleaning the bathroom. Just like really make it. I'm, it's gonna be almost spotless. You walk in at like the 59 minute mark for the hour that he paid for it. You're just like, oh, oh whoa. I guess uh, I guess that's time. Whoa. I would have loved to have sex, but I just really fucked up the timing. Whoa.
1: She's full on big orange rubber gloves scrubbing the toilet. <laughs> That's a good idea. I don't know how that helps in this scenario where everything's (laughs) already happened, but it's a good idea for next time that this happens, you know how to handle it.
0: Yeah, because I assume the dad's going to try this trick again every time he tells him that he's (laughs) gay. Yeah.
1: You know, I was telling Nicole and Pierce about this, and I think it was the first time I had verbalized it, so I don't know how well it came out, but I think it's maybe one of my hotter takes that, like, I don't believe super strongly in, like, trying to label yourself with sexuality, because it's like... I don't know, like, the whole point of, like, labels is to a self-assort, right? You're supposed to find people who are similar. And I find that, like, queer kind of, like, fits most of the boxes that I'm trying to check where I don't need to um, specifically have, like, I'm this amount attracted to this kind of people and this amount attracted to this kind of people or whatever. It's more like one of those things where I have a much stronger political affiliation with labeling because I actually do want to self-assort very specifically and try and do something with that. Whereas for sexuality, it's like, yeah, just, like, kind of generally queer, kind of, like, willing to try it with anybody is, like good enough for me i don't really have a a specific label that i really adhere to that's kind of where i'm at now and i feel like that's i don't know it's one of those things like i was saying where like if being gay is a big deal for you as a kid because you were taught that being gay is bad a lot of times you like really pick a label and stick with it and then you're like oh i am kind of attracted to girls and it's like well that's not a that's not really something to be like super confused about you can kind of just explore that and figure it out like
0: Mm. you can just yeah i don't know
1: it's 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 an interesting thing for me
0: i don't know yeah that sounds reasonable that sounds like it completely makes sense to me yeah that being said paul is super straight no 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 because that is super <laughs> straight that thing from tiktok where people are like i'm so straight i'm transphobic yeah that had like a minute in the sun not even like 15 minutes this person what are they gonna do adrian this person sounds like honestly they their life is in a bad situation they need to get out of this uh maybe not explicitly abuse i don't know Buying a sex worker for somebody, first off, he doesn't know how his son feels about sex work. And there's something about it feels yeah. not abusive, but, like, creepy. Do you think that based on this dad's behavior,
1: this sex worker, like, knows that this is a thing that happens because it's, like, in the Deep South? And she's like, oh, yeah, 50% of my calls are dads trying to turn their kids not gay. <laughs> she's like, I know how to deal with this. <laughs> it costs 20 bucks extra, but I'll do it.
0: She's like, it comes with the free therapy session where I figure out exactly how to break him down beforehand. Yeah,
1: and it costs $20 extra because I'm eventually going to have to get pelvic surgery from humping these boys in the back. <laughs> just bare bone to bone.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it seems like it has to be. The situation worked out too well for, like, the dad's insane plan of just hiring a female prostitute for his gay son. Mm-hmm. The fact that they actually ended up having sex is such a plot twist. You know what I totally forgot
1: about to even question while doing this? Is is prostitute still an okay term, or should we stick to sex worker, or is there anything like that we should be weary about that? Is prostitute offensive? I could see it being offensive.
0: I think whore is offensive.
1: Okay, well, that does not also not make other words <laughs> offensive, but I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know enough sex workers in real life to know like what the, or I'm, it's also not like a topic I actively uh, try and research on, so I don't know if that's offensive or not. All right, anything else about this question? No, it's Buck Wild, man. Buck Wild, yeah, yeah. One of
0: my favorite uh, contestants on Flavor of Love. Last time we read a Tea Time for Tomato question, I remember finding his advice odd and not that great. So hopefully he does better this time.
1: Really quick, did you know, did you ever watch Flavor of Love in charm
0: school? No, but I know of it.
1: Okay, yeah, because Buck Wild is one of the famous ones where it was uh, a white woman with a really strong black scent and famously, as soon as she got eliminated from the show, she went back to her regular voice <laughs> and Flavor Flav noticed and was like, well, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> like as soon as she gets eliminated from the show, she starts talking like a white girl again. That's funny.
0: Um, Do you see me physically shaking? I will beat that girl's ass. Like, I will pull her weave out of her hair if I have to live with her. She's crazy. She deserves to have her ass beat. She should have her ass beat on a daily basis because the bitch is out of her mind. Uh, that to me seems crazy. Can ask you a question? Yes. Where the fuck did your accent go? Why is it when you get angry, you don't talk black anymore? Because I'm noticing that you're because like talking Because I don't know. When I'm pissed, I just scream and get pissed. I can't help it. I don't know why my voice changes, but when I'm in different moods, my voice goes to different shit. Dear Chris. Hey y'all, you're listening to producer Paul from Two Days in the Future. Don't I sound incredible? Don't I sound not sick? Wow. Just here to say that we are cutting out Tea Time with Tomatoes' answer. It was long, and me and Adrian had only very sincere, not funny things to say about it. And so, not interesting. Get out of here. Get. 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 All right, back to the rest of the episode. All right, Polly Boy, you ready for
1: my article? Yes, sir. All right. This is a new one. uh, Not a new one as well, but a new one um oh published on my birthday this is from the times colonist ask ellie uh published april 1st 2020 ask ellie story of unfaithful husband has a happy ending after all dear ellie my neighbor for five years and i became very close friends we had same age children but also discussed many things besides our kids she and her husband have moved here from another country and we enjoyed learning about each other's lives six months ago she called me with urgency to come over immediately Right at the door, she told me that her husband was having an affair. She phoned him when he was late returning after work, and a woman answered his phone. She knew the voice. It was his company manager. My friend told him to get home immediately to confess everything, or she'd take their two daughters back home with her. She then confided his recent absences, his excuses, and her growing suspicions over the last couple of months. She cried and revealed more about their marriage and intimacy than I cared to know. I listened and soothed her until she could calm herself down and not waken her girls. Then I went home. She didn't call until two days later. She said things were... fine now. Her husband had admitted everything, said he made a terrible mistake, and apologized. She told me she'd not be discussing it again. He got a transfer back to their country, and the family was gone within six weeks. I never heard from her again. Our mutual friend let me know, a few years later, that they were still together and their daughters were thriving. I've read your advice in the past that the best way to react when you know someone's cheating is to alert him or her that you will... that you'll inform their partner unless this cheating stops. But this was different. I listened to a friend's heartbreak, and she cut ties with me. Did I do something wrong by listening? What else could I have done and still kept my friend? Lost friendship.
0: Wait, did she lose the friendship that... Okay. I mean, when somebody moves to another country, there might be other things going on. Like what? I don't know. You you can't go out for drinks when you're a plane ride away anymore. You think the two moms are going out getting hammered? I don't know what, what were they doing but like I I didn't see the part where they like she just like didn't contact her as much.
1: I guess so, it seems underdeveloped in terms of uh building the friendship to the point where we would care about this. Uh I'll say the writing on this one in this story is uh not not great.
0: I would say if before you guys were good friends and then she stopped talking to you it's because she probably felt awkward knowing that you knew all her dirty laundry. that might be true and didn't want that would be my assumption was it like how can you stare somebody in the eye who knows that your deepest most gritty things about your marriage and
1: life how can you stare someone in the eye after know that you have to hump your husband's butt just to make him (laughs) come
0: if she has to basically just forgive and forget and she feels kind of humiliated by that but it decided it's what's best for the kids or something then mm-hmm. it's probably not it probably makes her feel bad to see somebody who she feels like is knows about his infidelity and is judging her right that makes sense around. It's also
1: weird that they were next door neighbors and they they have a mutual friend, and like presumably the mutual friend isn't just someone else in the neighborhood, otherwise yeah, that would probably confirm the theory that like she just doesn't like her in particular anymore or doesn't want to talk to her in particular anymore because she knows too much about her life so i don't I don't really know, yeah, I don't really know it's it's a weird scenario. I
0: would say sleep with her husband.
1: You know he's good for it. <laughs> also, how did this person that the husband's cheating with answer the phone? Like, do you think it was like from, they're from a country where like the languages are different, and that's why he didn't? She didn't realize that like it said "wife calling" or. <laughs> do you think she saw that it said like wife and he was yeah that is
0: crazy how often do you answer a girl's phone adrian when y'all are together you're just like i'll take this one i was like i got this
1: one i was like oh this is your job interview right it'll be better if they have a male (laughs) voice on the phone
0: yeah I've never answered another person's cell phone. They're very one to one. It's not like an old landline where you sometimes pick it up to help somebody out. It's when people call a cell phone, they're expecting the person whose cell phone it is
1: to answer. I think maybe I've done that while someone was driving and they didn't want to answer their phone. But even then, they'll still look at like they'll be like, "Who was, who's calling me right now?" And if I was like, "Oh, it says something in a
0: different language," I would, That's the only sure scenario with I could permission. Think of. I've done it, but yeah, that, <laughs> like. Wait, can you see? What What year was this posted? Is this a case of, like, she called his work line? 2020. Oh, no, she called his cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absurd.
1: Yeah, that's so weird. I'll say she didn't do the wrong thing by listening. I, I don't think she did the wrong thing. I think Paul hit the point that, like, she might just be a little bit uh, hesitant to uh, keep talking to a person that really got to see her dirty laundry. What else could I have done and still kept my friend? That's an easy question. Got her to divorce her husband. That way she felt lonely and
0: needed her friends more than ever. Yeah. I think she should have gotten, like, real Jersey, like, housewife, like, uh-uh, like, we're pulling off her, you know, and like, life, go get that. Like, you you should have really, like, honed in on, we're gonna go get that, that
1: motherfucker together. My keys <laughs> into the side of his uh, wheel drive, carved my name into his leather seats. Yeah. Keep going. Took a Louisville slugger to both headlights. <laughs> did something to all Come four tires. Energy. You got what did she there. She did all four tires. Now take me out. Um, tap danced on all four tires. <laughs> Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. <laughs> yeah, there's no way she. There's no way she uh, popped the tires. <laughs> Is that what it is? I popped all four tires. Must be doesn't something that, like that, that's the based reality on context clues,
0: I'm guessing.
1: Save a little trouble for the next girl.
0: <laughs> this is such a stupid It's such a stupid joke to hone in on, but I remember from Fresh Prince of Bel Air where uh what's her name? She's supposed to be the dumb sister. Ashley. Ashley. It's like, Will, I took your – and she's upset at some guy at work, and she's like, Will, I took your advice. I rubbed a potato all over his car, and I put keys in his tailpipe. Nothing happened.
1: <laughs> That's so good. I'm not going to lie. I think my favorite one is um, where they talk about Hillary having an issue losing the house key. And so the way that she makes sure that people return it is she writes the address on the house key. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's such a good joke (laughs) um yeah i I don't know what to say like it didn't seem like this was a super strong friendship anyways i guess this is like a kurt Bonnegut thing of like you know you should really get to know your neighbors and even if they're imperfect people you should hang out with them and have a big old family and uh i guess that's why it's particular is like you want to know your neighbors but i don't know just get to know your new neighbors obviously like i don't know people are always gonna drift apart whenever they move especially from country to country
0: yeah yeah exactly that's kind of what i thought it seemed interesting like is this a friendship to save like she lived in another mm-hmm. country maybe it's all right well it seems like the issue is that she thinks she did something wrong
1: mm. so it's not just like this person moved away and we like drifted apart it's like this person moved away and i think i directly caused us drifting apart by do you think this is
0: a case of like selective memory because she's not like telling the story how it really happened where like what could she have said that was really inappropriate
1: No, I think she didn't say anything inappropriate. She did listen to her friend talk about him cheating, but she did also make a big bag of popcorn and eat it as if she was really excited to hear the gossip. (laughs) And then, you know, the wife didn't take
0: that very (laughs) kindly. She was like, wait, wait, hold up a second. Let me let me FaceTime my friend. She loves shit like this.
1: (laughs) god that is one of my favorite things too where maybe because this is a neighborhood thing it has more um possibility than it happens to me sometimes but whenever like someone who i'm friends with from like trader joe's or something like where i don't even know anyone who works there anymore they'll be like can i tell you a secret about someone there and it's like who would i tell <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> who could i possibly tell 100 i was talking to an old co-worker the other day from a job i haven't worked at in two years and he was like tell me a story about somebody and i was like oh who was it and he was like Oh, I can't tell you. It's like, what What do you think I'm going to do with that information? Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> what could
0: I possibly do? Like, it, wow. Like, I don't know. It's like, clearly at this point, you're on a power trip. Just tell me the name of the goddamn person. Mm, exactly.
1: All right. You just want to get into this answer? Not yeah, much here, right? Let's hear it out, my man. All right. Let's see what dear L is like. <clears throat> dear Lost Friendship. It feels unfair and hurtful. But you helped your friend far more than you realize. And when she needed you most, the Fire Nation attacked.
0: (laughs) Hey, 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 I don't think that's what it really said. (laughs) Uh,
1: You helped her out when she needed you most. Your presence was important. She might have otherwise behaved irrationally had you not calmed her, listened, and kept her company. That was how she was able to reach a practical decision with her husband about how to go forward rather than spend hours fighting with him about his affair. We can only guess that... When she'd first threatened him with losing his family, he realized the extent of her fury and her strength. He chose his family, and her. Many stories that start off like this one do not end up with a conclusion that works. I believe that because your friend had time with you to cry, vent, and get calm, she was able to make a rational choice and give her husband another chance. She valued you enough to trust you and turn to you. Then she focused on how she was going to deal with her marriage and the future of her family. Feel good about your part in that. Uh, do you think she should have given the cheating husband another chance? Or do you think the husband should have been like, uh, Charlemagne the God on Z Way's show, where she was like, You said in the past that black men cheat, and now that you've cheated before, but now you're saying that black men don't cheat. And he's like, Yeah, I don't cheat anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, I fucking hate Charlemagne the God so fucking much. What a piece Dude, of shit.
1: I, I really want to see that full interview because Z Way is really good at, like, you know, deconstructing people like that, but. God, just what an insufferable human being he is! I've never heard of Who Who is this person? Should I be on the, on on it? Yeah, it's on Showtime. So if you have if you have that Showtime money, you can watch the full episodes. I watched the YouTube clips, but um, you know, she like she got on. Actually, she went easy on Ilana Glazer. She went hard on Hannibal for being a landlord. But basically, her whole oh, she also had a Ch- uh, Chad Hanks interview that's pretty funny where she talks about him doing the accent. It's basically her playing up a character that's trying to cancel their guests like at every step um and that's kind of her whole thing so it's her asking her guests uncomfortable questions and uh trying to like make them say cancelable answers it, it it results in some good stuff like i think she didn't go hard enough on alana glazer but she did ask her about the yas queen stuff and alana glazer had to sit there and be like yep that was white woman in ignorance i shouldn't have done that and i'm apologizing to people for that now and then you get people like Chet Hanks who are just so, like, meta of it that she, that he, she's honestly, like, ousted by him just being like, nah, I don't think it's racist. I think it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> but, anyways, I haven't watched her whole Charlemagne interview, but I'm sure it's great. Seems like a real easy one to get. The guy's a real piece of shit. Like, you should be able to cancel him on a ton. Yeah. Uh, he's just multiple times admitted to sexual assault on audio, like. Yeah, yeah. He does a really good job scrubbing it from the internet, but it's one of his favorite things to do, is admit to crimes. All right, Adrian, are you ready for our third segment today? I am lusting after a third seggy after all this. Okay, so, as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this entire theme of happy endings was inspired by the insufferable, the horrible, and hilariously- Badly planned and executed song by Hobson called Happy Endings. So, our third segment is that we're going to go on a little site known as genius.com, previously rapgenius.com before they really broadened to all the other genres. And I noticed that the song by Hobson, Happy Endings, doesn't have a ton of annotations, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of people letting you know what's up. And I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity for us to illuminate his audience to the meaning and to illuminate our audience of the this podcast to the unbelievable lyrics
1: in that song. And you're saying unbelievable is in, like, it's crazy that a mastermind could come up with these kind of lyrics.
0: <laughs> exactly. These lyrics incomprehensible
1: and by incomprehensible you mean beyond <laughs> <incomprehensible>. foresight <laughs> someone could master the english language to the point where they can make this kind of uh, music
0: yeah let's get into it i don't know any other way to describe this
1: whoa, whoa, whoa do you want to read the uh general description on genius first uh yeah let me get there are you logged in yeah okay, i in. cool uh Happy Ending is Hobson's third single after the purge and All Your Fault from his album No Shame. In the song, Hop shares a story of himself going to an Asian massage parlor and getting sexual pleasure from a masseuse. The song was released on October 12th with an official music video. The music video was considered so inappropriate that it was flagged and taken down by YouTube. Then there's a tweet from Hobson that says, I busted my ass on that Happy Ending song, on that Happy Ending video. I can't believe they removed my shit. Fucked up my whole marketing campaign.
0: I remember when I went to find that music video again the other week to watch it and saw that it was off of YouTube, I went, oh, Hobson must have taken it down after realizing what a bad idea that song was and how offensive it was. It was incredible to learn that YouTube was the one that took it down and he tried to keep it up. He was like, no, 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 I stand by this. This wasn't him looking at criticism and being like, it needs to be down. He, He stood by it. Stand by your cringe. That's what I was saying. Alright, Adrian. One of the one of the craziest parts of this song, the chorus, sung in an Asian accent.
1: Are are we doing this where we break down this as rap music by Ben Shapiro? <laughs> Frankly.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do it in the voice he does it <laughs> I do not I d I don't I don't think that'd be much better.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Follow. Do you want to sing this as accurately as you can to the song? No, no, no. You're not gonna cancel me. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're taking some inspiration from Z-Ray, I see. I think we've been doing this a, long, a lot longer than Z-Ray has been trying to do it to other people. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? You got a breakdown for that? Oh, also, really quick, if you don't know what Genius is, it's like a, you know, lyric explaining, lyric... There's a lot of uh, app, not apps, there's a lot of websites from a long time ago, in like the early 2000s, 2010s, where it literally, the service that they provided is they just had the lyrics to songs written out genius took that concept and really upgraded it, especially in the rap sphere of being like, Oh, we're going to explain what the lyrics actually mean. Um, but not every song actually gets annotated to any kind of like significant extent. Sometimes they get verified annotations where the, the actual artist comes on and says, this is what I mean. Famously on blue suede with Vin Staples, uh, people are talking about the blue and, you know, thing being about, uh, Crips versus, uh, uh, Bloods. And uh, famously, Vince comes on to his own annotation thing to be like, uh, nope, it's not about that. Don't believe everything you read on Genius. Um, but the uh, important thing about it is that it does provide these meanings. And if you're a USC head from our my alma mater, or if you're just generally interested in the song Sandstorm by Darude, you should check out that Genius annotation page, because that has some, some real golden nuggets of wisdom in it. But first lyric, hello, how you doing?
0: I can give you good massage. I can be your everything. You give me fifty bucks. What does that mean, (laughs) people? Um, I think I'm gonna annotate that. Uh, I can be your everything. I give you you give me fifty bucks. I notice does not have an annotation. I'm thinking, is that like a Drake patois? (laughs) Well, for for a Chinese accent, but I. I'm I'm thinking maybe somebody who's a Hobson fan doesn't know about paying for sex work. So I'm I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it true. Hobson is paying... You're actually adding these annotations right now? Yeah, $50 for, for for a massage with a hand job. Likely from a woman who has been human trafficked.
1: Can I add a quick point to the annotation? Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I haven't surveyed this before, so I don't know if this is true. But I feel like it really speaks to the current inflation that it's fifty bucks seems very cheap for this service. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Fifty. I feel like you need to tell people what that was in 2017. Dollars seems very cheap. Comma is Hopson. Doing all right.
1: There is that really sad part in the uh, song where he starts haggling with her.
0: (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) All right. All right. Do you want me to do the next danza? Wait, let me save. I got five IQ points (laughs) for that. Okay. Yep.
1: If you say nothing, I can give you a sucky sucky. That does have an annotation on it. Do we want to read that?
0: Yeah, they explain to you fellatio, also known as fellation. It is in slang, blowjob, BJ giving head, sucking off. I,
1: I love that so much. It's like, yeah, my friends call me fellatio, but my name's
0: technically fellation. <laughs> or in this case, or in this abomination, sucky sucky is an oral sex act involving the use of the mouth, including the lips and tongue. Or throat performed by a person in the penis of another person. By a person on the penis of another person. Hmm. That's a great annotation. That's the type of work we're trying to replicate, Adrian. That's good. If you give me more money, I give you something lucky. Yep, just a normal day on my favorite website, (laughs) Backpage.com. All right, for those of y'all that don't know, Backpage was a website for hiring sex workers that was shut down by the FBI. Oh, the annotation also goes over this. Backpage is a classified advertising website for a wide variety of products and services, but the website is known for their adult services section that provided illegal prostitution. As of April 8th, 2018, Backpage was seized by the FBI. I think I can actually add to this. Um, I'm going to suggest an edit to that annotation and say Hobson's favorite website is Backpage.com He likes it more than Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, r slash atheism, and coolflashgames.com. I was scrolling through hoes, looking for a bitch to fuck. I'm like, that babe Uh uh-huh uh
1: i was just about to call her and then i saw an ad pop up i'm like wait oh my
0: god you see i had a really long day and i just could not turn down an asian massage (laughs) so i called him up and i said hello when is your next slot available okay i'm just gonna look up telephone on wikipedia I think we're going to need to get through
1: this quicker than this. I'm not going to lie, Paul.
0: <laughs> a telephone is a telecommunication device that permits two or more users to conduct a conversation when they are far apart, too far apart to be heard directly. Cool. Added that. She said, you can come right now. Double entendre.
1: That's a good bar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hurry up, because I'll wait for
0: you. Hobson's psyched to have sex with a prostitute. How do you spell that type of psyched? Who cares? I pulled up and I sat in the waiting room. Is this shit all a setup? It's debatable. If I got confronted by the police, I just want a massage. I'm not here to break the rules. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, Hobson's developing an alibi for the crime he's doing. He will lie to the police and say he only wants a massage if caught. Fair enough description. Then
1: an Asian lady had a pen and told me, come over here to the counter. Then she asked me if I wanted to get a session for 30 minutes or an hour. I said, hmm, uh, I'll take 30. Nah, matter of fact, I'll do an hour. Fuck it. (laughs) Adrian? So, even in most reputable massage parlors, you usually have an option between an hour, 30 minutes, or an hour 30. And usually the better deal is to go longer. So Hobson takes the more fiscally responsible thing.
0: Because I know whatever bout to go down behind those doors, I'm about to love it. She say usually $50, but for you I do 45 I say thank you and give her the money. She's giving him a 5% discount. This is known as a common sales tactic to flatter the customer and make them feel good about themselves. So that's about to say. They feel better exact- about the deal. <laughs>
1: This exactly makes me think of when I had a crush on a girl that I was selling weed to. And so I was like, normally I charge 50 for an eighth, but I'll give it to you for 45.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I like about this is it's whatever Hobson's trying to imply about him being cute, Hobson is one of the ugliest motherfuckers in the world. so
1: (laughs) I'm not going to stand by that. I think he looks perfectly fine. Oh, really?
0: I think he's so ugly, man. Well, that makes sense. All right. Putting that annotation down about how ugly Hobson is. On to the next.
1: Oh, wait, isn't there already a... Oh, nope, my app is just updating with what you're putting in now. <laughs> cool. I literally just got that. None of the other ones got approved.
0: Wait, they're getting approved? Who's approving
1: these? <laughs> oh, no, it's unreviewed annotation. Um, but yeah, no, your, your annotations are coming up on my app now. I say thank you and gave her the money. Then she say, okay, let's go inside. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's about to go down right now. So good what I found right now. I'm about to let it all out right now. Yeah.
0: And then back to the course. By it, at the end when he says I'm about to let it out right now, he means his penis. Look, so I walked back to the massage room. She said take all she said take your clothes off and then put this robe on. I'm like, okay, no prop. Oh god, this is about to be so fun. I don't know if we need
1: to annotate everyone. I feel like this is definitely gonna be cut. <laughs> <laughs> and no one even knows. She left, I got undressed, and all of a sudden a new Asian girl walked through the door. I like how he's doing that thing where he makes sure to, like, let you know that, like, everyone here is Asian. Instead of just saying that at the beginning, he just makes sure to let you know, like, okay, another person came in, and I I know what you're thinking. Is that person Asian? Yes, they are.
0: Uh, I'm annotating that. Twist in the story. There's suddenly a new Asian girl. Wow. She said, hello, how are you? I am Muli. That's what you can call me. And I give you lovely Asian massage.
1: Then she slid her tiny little fingertips down my spine, right over my butt crack. She was massaging my booty, then go to my thighs and start touching my nutsack. That's just bars.
0: Have you ever noticed anybody's fingertips were tiny? I've never, I've never saw any one person's fingertips were noticeably tinier than another person's. No, I have. I noticed that a lot, where there's a lot of people that I meet where I'm like, damn, y'all have, like, such small fingers. <laughs> no, I've noticed I've noticed short fingers and small hands. Fingertips?
1: Mm. No, I've noticed spidery-fingered people.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, my point doesn't this, resonate. This with resonates with me, yeah. Okay. So, I'll just go ahead and annotate this. What were you saying? Uh, you know how sometimes there's people with spidery fingers? <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. what a funny bard having a rap song fuck yeah exclamation point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then i put a little bitty sway in my hips to let her know i like it hopson believes in the power of nonverbal communication within a relationship Mm. he put a little sway in his hips to let her know i like it that's hopson really knows how to seduce women man Something was about to go
1: down. You see it a mile away. You don't have to be psychic. (laughs) She said, You want something? I said, Yes, I do. She said, You big strong man. I really like you. I said, I like you too.
0: Okay. Uh, you can see it a mile away. You don't have to be psychic. Hopson, you paid her. Of course. Like, (laughs) you paid her for sex. What is, what does he not understand about this situation where he's like, Paying somebody for sex and then going, I could really read all the signs that I was about to have sex. Could Just really. Mm. I could see it was coming from a mile away. Uh, She said, you big strong man, I really like you. I felt like I had to annotate that. They continue to stroke Hobson's ego by complimenting his appearance. Of course, he is a very ugly man. You
1: really feel like uh, harking on the fact that this black man is ugly to you.
0: (laughs) Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. God damn it, Andrea. (laughs)
1: He is objectively muscular.
0: His face is so fucking weird. I said, I like you too. Then she said, you want the hand, sucky fucky. Tell me right now, because I need to know. I said, I'll have all three of them. There's not a time limit on it. (laughs) Why is she so concerned? (laughs) Well, there is famously a time limit, Adrian. He paid for 30 minutes only. No, he did the hour. He said, fuck it, I'll do the hour. Oh shit, you're right. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. You're
0: right, he has plenty of time.
1: Unless he's gonna waffle about the decision for 45 minutes. <laughs> nah, I can't decide. No, well, Hobson is like those a all child. Feel, those all, those <laughs> all objectively feel equally
0: good. He's like a child. He ends up asking for all three of those. He is a heated he- envy. <laughs> I
1: said, <laughs> said, I'll have all three of those. Then I thought, ooh, she a
0: little freaky hoe. I I hate to repeat myself, but once again, I feel like Hobson doesn't understand that he's paying for the sex. Like, he keeps forgetting. She's not a freaky hoe. She's not giving you looks. You're not, like, reading the signs. You've paid her for sex.
1: Paul, I listened to this song earlier today, and isn't it that even though that the chorus has that implication, that he doesn't actually start paying for the sex until, like, the next couple of lines? What do you mean? Right? Isn't it that, like, it's not until, like, a- yeah, it's, like, literally the next line. Check it
0: out. Okay. Okay, then, he sa- then she said, I give it to you for cheap, you give me $125. I said, okay, here we go. Low-key, I was feeling Yeah,
1: so he, he hadn't actually paid for that part of it until just now.
0: Oh, okay. So when he says she's a freaky hoe, he means he's excited because he's realizing she is a sex worker.
1: He was doing a bit of an Emperor's New Groove where he was like, let me tell you how I got here, by doing the chorus. <laughs> And now he's doing the actual like. This is how I got to the part where I was actually gonna,
0: you know. Adrian, you're right. You've really facts and logic me, much like Hobson does with God. You've you've proved me wrong. Mm.
1: So what's your annotation
0: for that? I don't know if I have one now, man. You've ruined my confidence.
1: I said, okay, here you go. Low key, I was feeling kind of awkward. Now's when you feel
0: awkward. <laughs> Not when the tiny fingers were were rubbing down your butt crack. Um, this is kind of like when you brought in the article that you brought
1: in today, where I feel like you're really going to have to go through these next bit of lyrics. And, uh,
0: you know, I didn't want it to be this type of show, but Paul decided it was going to be this type of show. She jacked me off and gave me my top first. I stayed quiet as I watched her. My dick had a strong posture. Hey, those that that's a multi. She said, you very big, like a monster. That's four lines with an actual rhyme scheme oh my god uh damn (laughs) this is how long it took for uh (laughs) for genius.com to decide that (laughs) that i was annotating too much and to control my account and no longer let me add annotations
1: (laughs) oh wait i thought it was saying that yours was just too short that you
0: did i know but it won't let me add any more now that just pops up oh damn oh you might be out all right, we're just going to have to talk about it on pod. They won't let me annotate anymore. They, my annotations were too good at they're limiting me. Paul, what's next? D- isn't it your turn to read? No, I feel like you got
1: this from here. <laughs> Might as well take it to the last stretch. I feel like the theme of this episode is Paul reading erotica to people. <laughs> you know Izzy's going to listen to this and she wants to hear something sexy.
0: Uh, she got naked, and then I humped her. I'm moving this little tiny Asian booty. I swear that this girl is the best. I'm building a sweat. I'm killing it, yes. I pulled out and spilled on her breast. And what are your thoughts on that? I I feel like he didn't need to add that into a rap song, to be honest with you.
1: I like the fact that he made sure to let us know that he likes all Asian booties, whether or not they're big or small.
0: (laughs) And I like the body positivity of that. uh, th- 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 this is, like, honestly, like, we've been making a joke about this, but a lot, the, mostly this song- I've
1: been serious this whole time.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but this song got a lot of blowback for being racist and 100% deserved. Like, what the yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck, man? Like- jesus
1: christ oh man the idea of describing sex as she got naked then i humped her it's like i'm glad you described that first part i'm glad you guys weren't just like doing some mormon over the clothes
0: stuff (laughs) oh my god it's just like he clearly actually traumatized some sex workers at his time like you can just tell it from the way he's writing this that he has like does not think of this person as a human at all when you think about, like, people going to sex workers, you're like, how can they, like, delude themselves to the point that they think these women like them or whatever? It's incredible to see him write a verse where he's, like, talking about it like she likes what's happening, where he's like, oh, yeah, she's a little freaky out. It's like, what the fuck, dude? She's a sex worker. Like, why yeah. are you talking about her in these terms? It seems like you're talking about somebody who's likely trafficked in these, like, really seedy, gross, like, ah, oh, she's into this terms. It's just so fucking weird. He sees himself as a cool dude for getting a prostitute, and it's so confusing. And then the racism is just like, whatever. It's so intensely like over the top, I don't even know if we can do a rundown of how fucked up that is. Oh, I thought you were going to give your breakdown about Asian booty versus white girl booty. <laughs> well, Adrian, you know if we got into that conversation, I would have to get into Latina <laughs> booty, and then Inuit booty, and uh, then European yeah. booty, and <laughs> black booty, and we'd be here all day.
1: Everything was just right. I hit the hour on the deadline. I'm going to go leave now. She said, that's fine. Thank you. Come again next time.
0: And uh yeah, there's an outro. You want to read that, Paul? Hey, no shame in my game, buddy. You absolutely should have shame. I'm going to... Yes, I can leave annotations again. I like how I'm writing this now as if I'm talking to Hopson. As if he reads these <laughs> annotations. <laughs> this is an email to Hopson. You absolutely sh- should be ashamed, buddy. The song is disturbing. Please do some self-reflection. All right. If you're looking
1: for me, you know where to find me. At an Asian massage parlor, because when the times get rough, a happy ending is necessary. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. Strap up, kids. It's important. I, I, um, I'm going to answer this in the same way as another Hobson song. I have no words. All right. All right. And that's an annotated song, baby.
0: Well, thank God we could uh, we could leave these annotations so future fans of Hopson could come through and understand what this song means as they listen to it.
1: Because it's cryptic. It's a cryptic song. Yeah.
0: You know, it's like, are the curtains blue because of the characters' deep longing, or are they blue because they're just blue? Sometimes you don't know, so you got to come to Genius to figure out. There you go. Paul, big fact no cap? Yeah,
1: um
0: big fact.
1: No cap. If you think about things in a dialectical way, then there are no happy endings. There are only happy transitions into the next phase of whatever happens.
0: I really think that along with every celebrity who owned an NFT ape being held accountable for what they did, hobson needs to be held accountable for this song i don't know if we can get like a nuremberg trial type thing going or um or if this is something that's gonna have to be done outside of the law this is gonna be my new politics it's bringing down hobson for this abomination all right and then shout out to phil who loves this song and loves (laughs) hobson shout out to phil who loves hobson and loves happy endings (laughs) all right man
1: rap today fucking sucks bad i don't give a fuck what anybody says these fools ain't spitting no type of dope shit, but that's not even the bad part. They're not even saying words anymore. They just got a hard ass fucking beat to trick dumbasses like you to make you think you like the shit. Play that fucking beat. We got some real fucking mentally retarded rappers in the game. I know for a fact nobody know what the fuck these dudes be saying. Wait, turn my reverb and my auto tune on real quick. This is what the fuck they be doing. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to everybody! Watch these dumbasses be like, hey that shit was hard though, bruh.